Hello and welcome to episode 46 of GameSpot After Dark, GameSpot's official video game podcast. My name is Jake Decker, your host, and joining me this week is Lucy James. Hi! Jean-Luc Seipke. Hello! And Callie Plaguey. How are y'all doing? Hi. Doing good-ish. Good-ish. <laughs> good-ish. <laughs> it's been a busy week. Moved. Yeah. Another Tell busy week. In a Another busy week. Yeah. Decade of busy weeks. <laughs> it it truly does feel like E3 is just getting stretched out over weeks and weeks and weeks. And you know, in my head at the time, I was like, "This will be better. It'll just be like everything will be spread out, and like it won't be as stressful or condensed." But I don't know. Like this last weekend, all those uh, conferences, conferences that we were doing, it was just it was a lot. There's like no release, right? Even even if like the individual day is less busy, there is no like oh well don't worry like after you know this week it'll all be over because instead you go you have like your weekend and then you're like I have another week of this I have to do yeah. more yeah oh, I no. miss E3 <laughs> <I'm sad. laughs> it's like it's like the biggest first world problem yeah <laughs> in the grand scheme of things I definitely miss E3 too but it's I don't know I'm fortunate but like I think we're all fortunate we're still working in games and doing something. Kind nice. of fun at the end of the day. Totally. It's, yeah. Totally. And it has been fun. Like, there's been a lot of cool projects that we've been on, a lot of mm-hmm. cool announcements. Some we can't talk about yet, but we will talk about soon. And some stuff that's already, like, out there. Like, there were a lot of great games uh, during, like, the Guerrilla Collective and the PC gaming show yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Did you yeah. guys buy that itch.io uh, bundle? Yes. I did. Callie reminded me, like, an hour before <laughs> it, it expired. And I was like, thank God. Will no. I play any of those games? Who knows? Maybe. I mean, I uh, went to the office yesterday, so they've changed it completely. We're not allowed in anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because I'm doing a lot of streaming, they suggested that I pick up my PC from the office. Um, and we, Greg very kindly drove Jen and I, and I got it. And I was like, well, I've just bought over a thousand games. Where do I begin downloading them all? <laughs> um, and then instead of doing that, I watched a video of a man uh, repairing a painting. So, oh, I love those Baumgartner restoration. Represent. They're so good. They're so good. The ones where he has to like t- stitch them back together by taking off little bits of linen and using it as sutures. Oh my god, it's incredible. Art, literally. But. But as far as the game bundle goes, I was really interested in a short hike, so I'm excited. Me too. That was in the bundle. I haven't played Overland. Um, Night in the Woods was in that bundle, which I would recommend. Mm-hmm. So there were yeah. a lot. There's a lot yeah. of good stuff. I like started to look through it, and I was like, if I keep looking through this, I'm going to be here all night. But uh, and it raised the view eight, I saw were cool. It raised mm-hmm. $8.1 million. Oh, my God. Well, they said there as well, because I was looking through and they said, yep, we know that these aren't organized very well. We're fixing it. (laughs) We're going to put in some better cataloging, which I appreciate. Yeah. And I like that um, the games don't show up in your library until you've, like, engaged with them. So you don't have this, like, 1700 game library. That's good. I like that. But um, I guess we should say, like, that bundle was to benefit justice basically i think half the proceeds go to bail funds mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. half was to the naacp or something i um, think so yeah and 
Yeah, $8.1 million is... Like, I, it was staggering. It was also the best gaming deal... Ever. Ever. Yeah. Like, so. Like, I, Humble Bundle always has, like, those great deals, mm-hmm. but I don't think there's ever been... No. I've seen anything like this. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to going through those, see what games to play. But speaking of games to play... Oh. What games have you all been playing? Or shows have you been watching? Lucy, do you want to start? So, I put in Avatar... The Last Airbender, because I started watching Not James watching Cameron's. It. Not James Cameron, and it's not shite. mate. Shite, mate. It's actually <laughs> fantastic, and I love it, and I'm up to start of season three. Um, but I also forgot that over the weekend I downloaded Horizon Zero Dawn, because uh, I really like the look of uh, Forbidden, Forbidden West. Um, I love so much about that game, playing it. Aloy talks to herself to an irritating degree. I want to turn that off. Yeah, she does, like, doesn't she? It's it's almost as if they don't trust the player. Like, you gave her a ping system with the focus. So everything in the environment is highlighted for you. She doesn't need to go, like, even that opening bit where she's in that cave and she's going, I need to get out of here to find Rost. And I'm like, bitch, I know. <laughs> it's the only thing I can do here. You don't need to repeat this to me. <laughs> And, I, and I, I'd forgotten that I had repressed that anger at Aloy's over-communication. Because I think I had it with Life is Strange as well. Max in Life is Strange did it a lot, but not to the extent that Aloy does, uh, does it. And Wait, so is, is Aloy actually talking out loud or is she just talking in her head? Out loud. It sounds like it's out loud. Okay. They don't put any kind of um, like reverbering, reverberation on it to make it sound like it's in her head. But... I love the movement in that game. I love hunting. I love just running around. And I think the world design is beautiful. The creature design, incredible. The bow play, for lack of a better term, great. Just need her to be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm kind of basically looking for a stopgap game before Last of Us. And so a game like... I, I also haven't played the DLC, so a game like Horizon, I can just dip in and out of. That's what I've been doing. Love the look of the trailer of Forbidden West, but shh, Aloy. And shh. and also, Jordan was talking about this in Slack earlier today. Like the decision mm. to not make Aloy actually native is weird, considering all the native imagery and iconography yeah. in the game yeah and i know there's like story there's like story reasons for that but it's like they got all the way there except to just make her native um which or, i think is a really good point or just not use that native imagery like uh, right we're mm. like you know if you want to have her be the way she is for the specific story reason like i get that but then it's like why did you need to make like, I don't know, it, it always, like, come, it's, like, that weird thing of, like, society collapsed and they rebuilt and they happened to use the exact same imagery as these other cultures. That And it's, like, what? No, like, that doesn't make, wouldn't they have, like, their own original look? Mm. Like, I, you know, I don't know. I always think that's weird that, like, they just happen to also look a lot like other specific cultures from long ago. I like, genuinely never even... Thing. I didn't even consider that, honestly, until I saw Jordan bring it up earlier, and I was like, oh my god, that's so right. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. 
Horizon and Avatar. <laughs> I want to go back to Horizon. I, I, I do want to do a DLC. I really liked Horizon Zero Dawn. I didn't finish the DLC, but I, I couldn't tell you what happened in the story of that game. But and I all never I remember, finished it. <laughs> all I remember is I thought the combat was so much fun just because mm-hmm. you were like, especially later in the game when you were taking out these giant machines where you had to switch to the right arrow to take off the right part and then you'd mm-hmm. knock that part off and that would change the battle so you'd mm-hmm. switch what you were using or like you could shoot off a gun on a on a i don't know metal t-rex or whatever and just that back and forth and the way they, the 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 time slows when you switch yeah. between weapons like mm-hmm. i thought it all felt super good like i had so much fun just taking down monsters which is what i'm most excited for yeah. in the sequel and i'm excited to see what they do with san francisco because i saw someone on mm. twitter like pull a lot of screenshots of like the ferry building destroyed and whatnot and like put those next to each other and it looks super neat like i'm curious Mm -hmm. how they're going to do that especially when you consider i think they said the map is supposed to be from like utah to san francisco or something so like i wonder what the scale is actually going to be in that so i think the original game's map was also like four different states kind of compressed into one Mm -hmm. as well so that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be like crazy huge but yeah, yeah. they did say it was going to be much bigger though oh, okay. i want to see what First salesforce map. tower is like what's our <laughs> office like actually Underwater. what our office is going to be like I... it's, it's basically going to be like what it'll be it'll be it'll be similar to what it'll be like when we actually are allowed to go back yeah yeah. Just if nature's I get to, reclaimed it. If I get to pillage our, our office underwater, that would be incredible. That would be good. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wow, an plushies. alien whale. <laughs> Just, yeah, a, a pile of Callie's plushies floating. No. floating I'm worried the... about them. I'm so worried about my tiny figurines. What if they fell off the desk and got vacuumed up? I won't know for months. I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're all fine. It's all fine. I have many. <laughs> you have a lot. A respectable collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jean-Luc, what have you been up to? Uh, well, the game I played, I can't talk about this week, unfortunately. Um, but I... Oh. <laughs> it was like, Callie's like thinking. Um, so instead, I actually checked out a couple of uh, demos that came out for some games, uh, Ultra Kill and uh, System Shock. They were part of the Gorilla Collective over the weekend, uh, last weekend, um, and they both looked really interesting. So I was like, oh, they have free demos, so I'll check them out. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with so Ultra Kill. It's it's another one of those in the vein of like it's trying to emulate like '90s shooters, you know, mm-hmm. um, your Dooms and your Quakes. Uh, there's been a lot of those recently, but what makes this one really cool is that it has like a Devil May Cry scoring system, uh, and it's going for this like very ultra fast. Uh, you know, it, it. I'm trying to think of like another game's like speed equivalent. Like imagine like the speed that you could like get in like Quake Arena, but then you are expected to do like Devil May Cry combos, and you can like infinitely slide like an Apex Legends, and you're it's all about just like this small rooms where you get in and then these enemies come out and you're just like doing these fast things like really quick. It's got a, a, uh, like a hotline Miami vibe where if you die, it's just like, Oh, nope. You're just right back in it. And you just kind of keep going. It's really hard, but it's, it's really, really like frenetic and fun. Um, the abilities are 
like it, insane in that they're all about just trying to like combo like trying to be cool as possible so for example there's a hand cannon and one of the alternate abilities is you flick a coin in the air and if you shoot the coin it'll ricochet and immediately hit and kill an enemy but you have to actually physically aim at the coin and the coin has its own physics so it like moves so it's really really hard to actually like nail that shot but if you do it you feel like the like coolest person in the world Imagine um, trying to do that on console. Oh my god! <laughs> I cannot imagine. Yeah. Uh, so I I'd have to make the coin a lot bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Auto aim so strict. <laughs> it's it's uh it's just really really fun. Like I don't know. I'm just I I've tried a lot of those those kind of games that are trying to like recapture the spirit of like you know um all those ninety shooters and there's been some pretty good ones. There's kind of been some like hit or miss, but I think. I like this one because it's more that it's just using the aesthetic to be as visually simple as possible so that you can just focus on like how insane the action is um and then the demo takes a really weird turn at the end because the whole thing is you're you're going through hell i think it says something like hell is full and you have to kill everyone and all the demons are here exactly um but you so the beginning it's like there's like a prologue chapter that you do which is like the first couple levels and then you you do like the first level of limbo and it like takes this complete turn where it's like you know very sunny and uh has like a very different vibe and then there's suddenly no combat and you do a bunch of witness style puzzles like it straight up has like the panels and you're doing like the slidey block mm-hmm. puzzles and i just did that for like 10 minutes and it's like this escalating like like actually like really good witness style puzzles and i was like what is going on in this game like i thought you were just like killing things and then right after that it just goes right back to that and then the demo <laughs> ends and i was like okay all Hello. right <laughs> interesting how long did it take you to finish the demo uh, probably like 20 maybe 30 minutes okay well um, that's a lot in 20 minutes <laughs> yeah 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 maybe like yeah maybe maybe just like 20 but it was it was it's a substantial demo. It went on longer than I thought, and it really gives you a good a good sense of the game. And now I'm just like I I'm so curious if that game's gonna like have even weirder weirder shit in it because I was not expecting there to be like puzzle elements to it. Yeah. Um, we, so when we were taking notes and that game trailer came up, mm-hmm. it didn't say the name of the game at a certain point, but it had the website and the website was yes. Devil May Quake. Devil and May so Quake. we thought, <laughs> those of us on editorial who were taking notes thought for a minute that it was called Devil May Quake. And we were like, like I was sitting there like, can they do that? Hello? <laughs> so obviously it's not called that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so. I wish they did call it that because that's an amazing name, but I think, I think yeah, they realized they it, couldn't. <laughs> was that, go ahead. Can I just do a quick tangent yeah, yeah. about one of my favorite Tumblr posts of all time, which is, uh, which is Devil May Happy, and somebody was like, "Wouldn't it be Devil May Smile?" And the original, the OP says, "Critique my post again, and Devil May Angry." <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I that's good. <laughs> um, I was gonna say was was Devil May quake from like that section where that guy came on who was like we hate money here are our games and like here here's no the... I, I don't remember I, I know it was in the trailer because it's the website it's the website you go to 
which it okay. which is just a link to their Steam page. It just goes right to the Steam page for it. Because he had a bunch of stuff. Like, go to notfortnite.com for this thing and stuff. And <laughs> it, it just felt super weird and out of place. They just bought a bunch of really weird URLs. <laughs> yeah, and, like, directed people to those. And then it ended with him being like, we hate money. And then it just went back. And it no, it was, it was before the 11-bit studio section. Okay, mm. it was the 11-bit studio that yeah. section. That. All right. Uh, well, anyway, you've also been playing uh, System Shock yeah. as well. I know you're a big fan of the original, and you've been... I mean, I think one of your first videos you made for GameSpot was about the System Shock remake, if it, I remember correctly. It was, yeah. So, like, this... Uh, Nighttime Studios, they're doing a re-remake of the original System Shock. And, yeah, they, they made a Kickstarter back in 20, 2016... Uh, and it came with its own demo that was like a pre-alpha demo. It was like a 15-minute opening slice of the game. And it was, as Jake said, it was one of the first videos I ever did was comparing it. So it was real wild going back and playing this new demo um, where it, it's now like the entire first area of the game. It's the entire medical wing. So it's actually a really long demo. It could take you anywhere from like 30 minutes to an hour to play. So you're getting a really good substantial look at the game. And I, I don't know, it's so good. It's like, it's System Shock. It's an immersive sim. It's like exactly what I love. Um, and like, I think they've just done such like a fantastic job with it. Um, like it, it looks really good. It feels great. They, um, I love the art style. It uses this, uh, like, it, you know, it, it uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the, the textures kind of have like a pixelated look. So it kind of gives like a PlayStation 1 vibe, but it, it feels very modern. It feels like a good compromise to like, this is clearly like, you know, could only be made today, but also like play, pays homage to the aesthetic of that original game. Um, I, not 100%, but I think they still used all the original voice actors, or at least they sound very similar. Um, like Shodan sounds the exact same. It's it's just uh, I don't know. Like I I don't know if I have anything like to say that isn't like been said a billion times about System Shock. But I think I'm just like really excited because the original System Shock didn't kind of gets left behind when people talk about all the Shock games. Like everyone talks about like you know obviously Bioshock and those games, but like System Shock Two is the big System Shock game everyone talks about. But it's like System Shock One. It's not great to play now because the control scheme was terrible. I don't know if you've ever, you guys have ever seen that game, but like you open it up and it, it's like, it's got like a 50 billion different like UI menus and you can't even use the mouse to move originally. Like it was an absolute mess of a game to play, but the actual game is really, really good. Like it still holds up. Like it, it, it still has all of those like things that you love about Bioshock. Like, you know, the, the writing on the wall, the, you know, your audio logs of people dying horribly, like finding different stuff. It even has like, uh, you know, those Metroidvania like elements where you pick up an item and then you can go back to a different area. And that game actually came out before Super Metroid. So it's like kind of, it did Metroidvania before metroidvania existed which is like really crazy rename the genre for us exactly uh, uh system vania roid hey that was <laughs> better no, I- than i would have done <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm looking forward to playing it because like you're saying as someone who has heard about mostly system shock 2 and you know loves the original bioshock it's like i play bioshock 2 and even like prey <gasps> mm. 
Um, you haven't played Bioshock 2? I haven't played Bioshock 2. Bioshock 2. I got should. it on Switch, though. Oh. Just for one. Minerva's Den. That yeah, that's DLC what I want to play. So, so I, I've... Yeah, I, I've played Bioshock 1 multiple times, and I've played Bioshock Infinite multiple times, and I've tried to a couple times, but I never actually finished it. Mm-hmm. But I do own it on uh, PS4, PC, Switch. <laughs> uh, there's probably more, probably 362 at some point. Uh, so I really have no excuse to have not played it, but I really do want to at least do Minerva's Den. I'm yeah. still completely unspoiled on Bioshock. Small, that is mad. Small Bioshock. I'm amazed. <laughs> small Bioshock 2 tangent. I actually did play that last weekend. I started it up because I was like, for whatever reason, I was feeling an itch and I was like, I want to play Bioshock 2. Like, I, I love that game. I got in, I got all the way up to the end of uh, not the first level, like the, the level after where you're going through like the um, Andrew Ryan's like museum. I don't know if yeah. you remember that. It's, and um, I played it a couple months ago. So The, the game crashed. Yep. And that game does not have autosaves. Nope. Nope. And I lost oh. an hour of progress. And I just yep. went, all right, well, I guess I'm done playing Bioshock 2. <laughs> Did you play the collection? Yes. On... That, uh, I was playing it on PC. But that's the I, it was the remastered version. The collection is not great. No, it's it's, it's, it's really No, buggy. is it like the... PS4 version. Oh, I've heard it's not. Yeah, I had it's not good. So I remember years ago when it first came out, um, it wouldn't let me download Bioshock Infinite because Infinite was a separate download. It would let me do Bioshocks one and two, but I couldn't get Infinite. And then that fixed itself, or I assume it was patched. And then a few months ago, I was playing Bioshock two because I was uh, on Jared Petty's podcast talking about Bioshock two. And I had the exact same thing happen to me with Minerva's Den, except I lost three hours. Oh, oh no. And I was like, well, let's speed run this section. Mm-hmm. I just no- I just knocked it down to easy and just like blasted through it. But it's yeah, even, it's, it's even not- worse on Bioshock, though, because like I was meticulously picking up every yeah. little audio log and I was reading it and I was finding all this ammo and I, I felt so good. Mm-hmm. Question. Oh. For you guys, what's mm. the longest amount of progress you've lost to something like that? Mine's eight hours. <gasps> oh my god, with what? It was just a game of Civ Five that I was playing, and I didn't save for eight hours, and then my computer crashed. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, no. It was like when that phase where I was just I would just stay in my room. Just playing Civ. Play Civ I... and Yeah. I definitely lost at least four hours playing the original Mass Effect because that oh, game that was also had had no. I think it was like the the mission where where you find the Rachni Queen or something. Like I remember, oh Novaria, like dying or something oh. happened, and then like I loaded it back up and it was like the very beginning of that planet, and I was like, yeah, devastated. I had I had a similar thing with Mass Effect. I think I played like five hours. I was exploring everything, talking to everyone. I was so excited because it was. Mass Effect had just come out. I've been waiting for that game forever. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just go to a planet. And I went to a planet and a Thresher Maw showed up and killed, wiped my mm-hmm. party. And I was like, all right, I'll just reload. <laughs> yeah. And then it just like, there's nothing to load. And I was like, are you kidding Excuse me? I have to start a new game. Luckily, you know, I was in like junior high or high school or whatever. And I had nothing but time. So I started right. up and did it again yeah. anyway. But still, I remember being like, are you serious? Mass Effect, yeah. um... God, I remember the 
autosaves being really bad before boss fights. Um, I remember when you rescue Liara and there are the, um, there's the Krogan, like, <gasps> yes. guy. And if you fail that boss fight, you, well, I say boss fight. If you fail that fight, you have to do the conversation over and over and over again. Mm. And unfortunately, I got really stuck on that fight. And so I had to do that over and over and over again. And it's, it was 2007, man. We should have been. <laughs> but the, the most I lost was actually that Bioshock um, and Ever's Den because I was conditioned from a younger age because I had a really shitty PC mm. and I would play The Sims a lot. Um, and if I didn't meticulously save every 10 or so minutes, it would probably crash. Sometimes it would crash while saving. Jeez. Mm. So I'm, I'm one of those people who saves and then I'll just save again just to be, just to be I, sure. I used to be like yeah. that, but I think I've, I just haven't played a game where I've needed to do that in a while. So I've mm. gone soft. And then oh, after that, I immediately was like, okay, where's the quick save key for, for Bioshock? The best yeah. game, on console at least, for saving was Dishonored 2. Is Dishonored 2. It had quick save and load in the pause menu. On the triggers. Mm. Perfect. Because I was save scumming my way through that game. <laughs> Splinter Cell Chaos Theory had that too. I remember that being a game changer for the Splinter mm. Cell series. Because like, before there were just checkpoints in... You know, if you're playing that very slowly and meticulously mm -hmm. and you die, it's like, now I got to go back like four or five encounters. But with Chaos Theory, they added that quick save. And I think that Mass Effect nice. 3, they added one, like on console, where if you like held the back button, it would like oh, auto save. Because I think because right. mm -hmm. they knew, because that was like yeah. such an issue with that series. They were like, we'll add the thing for console people. I've, I've I, always uh, been... Sorry. I was just going to say, I... I had like 80 hours in Pokemon Fire Red and I dropped my Game Boy Advance SP and it landed on the cart and it shut everything down and I was like I hope this saved. Turned it on you know you get the whole new game thing show up and I was like I was so mad <laughs> But you oh, lost wow. it all? Yeah it was all gone. <gasps> Why wasn't that your answer? Why? That was the worst. Well because I didn't think about it until now I was much younger and also oh like God. I didn't think about like me losing save necessarily I don't know it, yeah. Just, yeah. it was user error right like nothing shut down I just was <laughs> a dumb kid and dropped it on the ground Jeez I, I was just going to say I've always been really neurotic about saving and I'm the kind of person that I'm like I save my game and then I'm like did I save and then I save again Mm -hmm. um, the Civ mm -hmm. example had autosave, but for some reason didn't it didn't autosave what I needed. Maybe yeah. that was part of the crash. Maybe. But, but also um, I had I Mount Fuji as Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Working in Premiere Pro, I don't do so much editing anymore. But oh, uh, yeah. when I first got Premiere, the autosave is like automatically set at 15 minutes, I yeah. think. It was, I think now it yeah, does it more now often. You switch now it to I like 30 seconds, yeah. however low it'll go. You, you change I, just, I, I change it to five minutes every time I, st I start fresh, because five minutes is like, I yeah. can do that. Yeah, you want to talk about real devastating save loss. Oh uh, no. Premiere projects, oh my yeah. gosh. Work, yeah, work. Yeah. <laughs> Losing a whole day's edit has happened to me and it's just, you, you, just, like, you just go home, you just go home. Yeah. yeah. It'll be like 4.30 on a Friday and I'll be almost done with the review and then it'll crash and for some reason I won't have any backup saves. And it'll be like, well, 
I'm just going to throw a bunch of random clips into this review. I'm sorry. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, that hasn't happened. That hasn't happened in a very long time. And honestly, I was pretty new at GameSpot, so I probably just stayed till like midnight making sure it was okay, which I don't recommend. <laughs> don't stay at work till midnight unless you have to. No. Uh, anyway, moving on. Um, I guess I'll talk about one thing I've been playing, and then we can talk a little about Pokemon Cali. Mm-hmm. Um. And then we're not going to talk too much about Last of Us because we talked about it a lot last week. Jean-Luc and Lucy haven't played it. And we're also going to have a spoiler chat go up this weekend. And you can read both my spoiler-free review and my review with some spoilers. Correct. So have fun with that. So there's a ton of places that we're going to be talking about Last of Us or that we've already talked about Last of Us. So you can check that out now. Um, But anyway, the other game I've been playing other than Pokemon right now is Persona 4 Golden on PC. I don't have a whole lot to say other than it's still very good. Uh, I just finished Yukiko's Palace, so I'm still pretty early. Let's go. (laughs) Um, But I'm having a lot of fun with the difficulty settings because I've played like 70% of that game on Vita and I never finished it. So I like made it as easy as possible so I could burn through all the palaces as fast as I could. And I did Yukiko's Palace in one day, which isn't super impressive since it's the first palace, but I'll take what I can get. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like hovering on the edge of playing it through again but it took me two years because i had a gnarly commute and Mm. i had my vita and that's Mm. how i played persona 4 but also i wonder if persona 5 and all the quality of life improvements in 5 maybe have ruined me from going back i don't think so at least not for for me i i because i played it i played it last year for the first Mm -hmm. time with my girlfriend which is kind of a bummer because i'm like oh man could have played this version but it's okay but I, I think for one, I think those games are just mechanically different enough that like yeah. it's more that like, I don't know, like the quality of life changes don't feel as, it doesn't feel as dramatic. I would say from like say like three to four, which felt like okay. pretty dramatic. Also, I think that the game's characters and story are just yeah. like hold up on their own so much. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I think each Persona game has its own strengths that make them yeah. worth going back to. Except uh, the no, uh, you can't control your party members directly in three, and that is terrible. <laughs> it is oh, terrible. You can't. No, not in the original version of three. Um, the the PSP version you can, but it also loses. I, I don't want to get into it, but all I'm saying <laughs> is there's no definitive version of Persona Three, and they need to make it, and that is why Atlas should remake Persona Three. If you're listening, Atlas, give me Persona Three <laughs> remastered. We'll, uh, we'll forward this podcast to him. Please do. Yeah. Or is it just atlas at gmail.com, right? That's it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Cool. Dot JP. Cool. No. Yeah. <laughs> Dot JP. <laughs> Sorry to whoever has that email address. Atlas at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, like I said, I don't have a whole lot to say about Persona 4 Golden other than that I am excited to be playing it again, and I'm happy it's on PC. I hope... This means that we'll see some Atlas games on PC, maybe even Switch. Like, the the crazy thing about playing it on PC is that as I was playing it on PC, <laughs> this is really dumb, but as I was playing it on PC, I was like, man, I wish this was on Switch. I'd rather play this portably. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> yeah. 
There's something real oh. weird about having like a graphic settings and a Persona game and like mouse and keyboard controls. Yeah. You're just like, this yeah. is weird. This is weird. I, right. I did not do mouse and keyboard. Immediately I plugged <laughs> in a controller. Yeah. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do this. It's, but even on an Xbox controller, it feels kind of weird. A, a nice little tiny touch. This is like so small, but I like when games do this. It actually changes the button icons depending which controller you plug I in. I like that a lot too. I like mm-hmm. that. Small little thing, but I like when games do that. Um, so the big thing, which came out today, well, it came out Wednesday, if you're listening to this now, it's Friday, but Callie and I have been playing some of the Isle of Armor DLC. I played about an hour today, I'm not sure much you got to play, Callie. Uh, not much, but I, I did a like a preview session last week where I saw the first 40-ish minutes, so we've probably played slash seen the same amount as the game. I'd say so. Um, I... Yeah, I, I don't... I, right now, I'm very excited and enjoying it just because there are so many more Pokemon to catch. And, like, at the end of the day, that's what I wanted to do the most was just catch more Pokemon and have more Pokemon to build teams with. Uh, I can't really speak on the story because, like I said, I've only played an hour, but it seems very Pokemon-y. Like, I don't... It's not that deep, but it doesn't really need to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's cute. You... Uh, kind of get roped in in a very anime protagonist style into joining this dojo and it's run by a couple named Honey and Mustard and (laughs) um, Mustard is he kind of is like the King Boomy of uh, Pokemon Um, I understood that reference (laughs) yeah I did not from Avatar Um, he's, he's like quirky and wacky but he has a point to what he's doing so um, he has everybody at the dojo kind of doing these, like, they seem like otherwise menial tasks, but it's one of those, like, oh, I'm a dojo master, and I know what you need to get better, or whatever kind of vibe. Um, and so you have to, like, catch these, like, slowpoke he's trained to be especially mm-hmm. fast, which is really silly, and also, like, I think really clever, because um, you can train Pokemon to be faster or have better attack or better defense like you can customize the pokemon that way within the game so it was kind of cool that it's like these are the fastest slowpoke you'll ever see and they even have salak berry which um when it's one of those it's a it's called a pinch berry it's activated when the pokemon's low on health and the salak berry increases speed uh when the pokemon eats it so they're like just fully speed spec slowpoke which you would never do ever that doesn't make any sense but like it's cute um, and it kind of just drives home, like, this is, you can, you can make a Pokemon, like, the fastest it could be. Um, so I thought that was clever. You have to go hunting for mushrooms and stuff for him. He, he gives you, he and Honey give you either a, a Squirtle or a Bulbasaur that can eventually Gigantamax when you fully evolve them. So that's kind of, like, the the basic, like, that's the starting point of it and and the level the leveling also scales to where you're at when you start the dlc so you can start it basically you only have to play the main game for about an hour um once you hit the wild area in the main game you can then travel to the isle of armor um and the pokemon's levels will be appropriate to your level the same way they are in the wild area so um that's pretty cool and and the pokemon too aren't locked behind the dlc anybody can get those pokemon in their pokedex now there was an update released alongside the the dlc so um yeah it's it's exciting i i pokemon doesn't really get dlc so that's just exciting it's kind of uncharted territory yeah i mean i've been having fun with it i i really like 
the wild area this new wild area because it seems like they've learned a lot from the original wild area and this one's already so much more interesting like there are caves there are forests like coastlines the the diversity is is there's way more diversity and it's a lot more interesting to explore um so far in my opinion Mm -hmm. uh and like i don't know it's just exciting to walk around and see old pokemon again that weren't in the game like i caught a rock rough um, which I've already evolved into a Lycanroc. I caught a, uh, yep, there's Rockruff. <laughs> I caught a Kadat. I caught an Abra, um, which is one of my favorite Pokemon originally. I'm still trying to find Shinx because uh, I know Shinx I is in Shinx. there, but I haven't found Shinx yet. Um, but yeah, as of now, I mean, it's just more Pokemon, and so far that seems like a pretty good thing. Um, I, I also... will say oh, the the Slowpokes in the wild area when you have to get them, they're like going so fast there's a dust trail behind him and like the sound they make is really funny like you almost have to like you can't chase them you just have to figure out their path and cut them off (laughs) yeah it's really silly um i was gonna say the other thing that's really cool about it uh is the music it's like oh yeah you told me this beforehand (laughs) so the music really caught my attention because it is a remix of the the that the stereo, uh, I don't know the how to describe it. Stereophonics? No. That's a joke for British people listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the like everybody was kung fu fighting tune. Um, the by like that tune. Who sings on everybody? But and so at first I was kind of like, oh, interesting choice. But then Call I was Douglas. like, well, Japanese people made this game and wrote the music, so. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but the remix is like such a banger. It's like yeah. let, like I was just like, let's go. I'm ready to fight. <laughs> like so it's kind of silly, but it it's um I enjoyed it a lot. Another cool thing too, I don't know if you saw that far, but maybe they had already said it, but you can turn any Pokemon into Gigantamax now. Oh yeah. uh, there's like which a kind of cool. It's super cool. There's um, this is just this is the thing with Sword and Shield is they give you so much to turn any old Pokemon into a Pokemon you want to use. Like if you have a shiny Charizard, now you can make that a shiny Gigantamax Charizard. Like that's so freaking cool. Um, it's it's Max Soup is the um like the food item that you that does it, and um that's one of the things when you're looking for the mushrooms for mustard for I don't know sen- Sensei mustard I don't know um. He, he is like, oh, I need them to make max soup, um, so that's part of it. You get you get new clothing options, new hairstyle options. Oh, now we're talking. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> baby. Like, like a cute ass bun. Like, there's there's like this like swoopy fade thing going on. Like, there's there's a lot of cool stuff. That's so. all I care about. Um, <laughs> and this is, I mean, I. I'm finishing up the Last of Us review, the the spoiler version of that, so I haven't had time yet today to actually play. So there's a lot that I'm still going to delve into, and I am doing a review of Isles of Armor. Um, I'm going to do that as, as quickly as is physically possible for me to do, um, or mentally possible, probably, is more accurate. Um, but yeah, I am... It's, it's, I mean, I'm still, I play, I play Animal Crossing every day. I'm fully obsessed with Animal Crossing. So it's a little bit like, I will never put down my Switch ever again. Cause now I'm playing Pokemon <laughs> also. <laughs> but, um, it's, it's kind of nice. I, I kind of needed this 
after The Last of Us, so... I was gonna say, in terms of tonal whiplash, I don't think you could get anything more yeah. opposite. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's funny because the comments, I'm, I always get comments that are like, just go back to playing Pokemon. You don't like violence, you stupid girl. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I mean, Pokemon is about making animals fight each other. <laughs> but, uh, but um, you know, it's, it's colorful and friendly about it. That's yeah. nice. Which, if you think about it, is actually even more disturbing. Yeah, I'm going to go call PETA right now. Well, anyway, let's move on to topics for this week. Uh, the big thing that happened last week that we tried to guess was the PS5 reveal event. Uh, I don't remember what I guessed last week other than that we'd see Horizon 2, which mm-hmm. I was right. Mm-hmm. That's I would have been very, very surprised if Horizon 2 hadn't... Yeah. Yeah. Been there. I didn't um, guess anything, so I can't be wrong. I don't remember what anyone else guessed, and they're not here to tell me what they guessed, so I guess. So we were all correct. But anyway, um, <laughs> speaking of the PS5 reveal event, why don't we just say what our favorite announcement was, and we can kind of kick off a conversation from there, because there was a lot of cool stuff, mm. I would say. Jean-Luc, do you want to start? I love the dumb look of the PS5. <laughs> I think it looks so stupid, and I am so excited to have it on my shelf. Uh, Uh, (laughs) I was on the pre and post show, and afterwards, I was clearly in a state of hype, and I was talking about, like, damn, she thick. My boyfriend texted me (laughs) after, and it was like, do you want to have sex with that PlayStation 5? Like, you are describing it in a weird way, and I was like... (laughs) I don't know. I was just excited. She's she's got curves, man. <laughs> what do you want from me? But I I like how the the one with the disc drive is a little lopsided too. Well, it's Dude, it's, that's just how do some she got the booty? She it's knew. weird. Like the one on the disc side is lopsided when it's standing up, but when you put it yeah. down, it kind of works. When you put the one oh, without okay. the disc drive down, it then has this. Whoop! I bumped my mic. Has this gap in the bottom that looks really weird. So it's like it doesn't work perfectly either way like it's such a mess i'm i love it i love it with all my heart like i'm i'm such a fan of like weird ass consoles it looks huge i don't know where i'm gonna put it i'm just i'm excited for it someone's made an (laughs) ar thing you can do and you can see because people have figured out based on disk drive size how big the Mm. console would be and they've made an ar that you can place the ps5 in your house (laughs) And I'm like, I'm just lucky that I have an open top entertainment unit. Because if I was trying to fit it into some kind of pre-made shelving unit, I don't it know. Will not, it, it will not fit in my shelf. So I do mm-hmm. need to figure something out. I uh, Asymmetry bothers me a lot. And I don't know if I'll be able to handle the PS5 in its current form. I don't. I can't. I can't. I can't well, fuck you with could it. get the no disk drive one. That's more symmetrical. That is symmetrical, yeah. right? Yeah, that's symmetrical. I mean... But then it's like, then you won't have a disk drive. <laughs> Which you might yeah. genuinely need for your job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If they send you disk code. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't crazy about it. I also, I wasn't able to watch the the presentation because I was working on the spoiler-free Last of Us review. So, I, I've really only, I've seen Bug Snacks and I've seen Horizon. And Why then is I, everyone obsessed with Bug Snacks? The song, it. man. In our house, like, you'll just hear through the wall sometimes Jenna Greg going, 
bug snacks. I was hoping that they would hear me and do it. <laughs> yeah. They are in the kitchen. Waiting for a callback like Marco Polo. <laughs> but it just happens like all the time. Um, there have been a lot of good memes of people putting the Bugs Next song over movie trailers. Someone put it over the Joker one, which I did think was pretty funny. Okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, but I liked someone was at Game Rant yesterday wrote an article where it was like, "What if Bugs Next is secretly like a horror game where you eat sentient so food stuff?" I was expecting the trailer to take a dark turn. Because it was, like, so happy, and it's like, yeah, and there's these bugs, and that bug looks like a taco. And I'm like, it's going to get weird. Like, I mean, like, weirder. And so, I don't know. I, I entertain that theory. Are that you, like, like, are you picturing, like, Seth Rogen's sausage party? Is that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, God. Well, well, I try and clear that movie from not, my brain. Not horribly <laughs> offensive and bad, but, like, you know, it, like, it takes, like, a weird horror turn. Like, yeah. Like when they like you know the game's about to come out and then the ESRB is like yeah this game's rated M and everyone's like what what for mature themes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Callie, you said you didn't see the presentation as a whole, but was there anything that any trailers or something that may have stood out or news? I I just really don't like the PS Five. That's all I got. (laughs) All right, how about you, Lucy? Uh, well, I know it was already announced, but Deathloop, seeing more of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Like, anything Arcane touches, I will be all over. Um, I genuinely was... It was fun being, because we were kind of on... A, I was on a stream with Michael and Tam, and, you know, the reactions to Miles Morales, even yeah. though the messaging after that was a bit all over the place. Um, and Tam... Can, I can easily say that that uh, Demon Souls reveal was the highlight of his stream. Um, overall, I think it was a really good mix of AAA. There was there was some usual suspects that I felt were missing. Like I fully expected COD, especially because they just updated season four of Warzone that day, and people were saying, "Oh, there's clues being left," and I fully expected COD, but it was fun. I like what was that game that looked like Pixar? Um, Kenna? Yeah, Kenna. Yeah, that looks cute. That looks really. That looks like a mix of Breath of the Wild, Pixar, and. I don't know, like magic stuff in there too. Maybe a bit of Horizon Zero Dawn. Not to be reductive, I'm just. I haven't really seen much else of the game. But. It was cool. Like, I think that's Sony's best conference since E3 2015, easily. Which was the Final Fantasy VII Last Guardian year. Oh, and Resi 8. Oh yes! Oh my yeah, god, that, that's maybe great. the game yeah. that I'm the most excited for out of out of that whole thing. That game looked incredible. Yeah, I, I mean, Resident Evil Eight was definitely mine, but I would probably say Demon Souls as well, if not more, just because part of it is because I've been replaying the Souls games, the <laughs> Soulsborne games recently, and I've never played Demon Souls. I had no plan to play Demon Souls because I wasn't going to track down a PS3. And, uh, yeah, I, I just figured I'd never play that game unless there was a remake, so I'm very excited that there's a remake. And it looks great based on the trailer. I'm super excited to see more. I'm especially curious to see another studio tackle a From Software game because I feel like a From, so- From Software games have such a distinct feel to them mm-hmm. and, like, the way they play. So I'm curious to see if, like, I, I don't know, I guess, like, how much Bluepoint can match that or maybe 
try something kind of different, but also it can't be too different because then it wouldn't. I I don't know. That would be a terrifying game to remake if if, if yeah. you're not yeah uh, uh, from software. But regardless, I'm still excited. I thought it looked it looked beautiful, and it was definitely like even though I think we all knew it was going to happen, it was still exciting to see that. Yeah, I'm I'm so curious if they're going to add or change anything because I think they've said that it's. Mm-hmm a more dramatic re it's not going to be quite like shadow where it was like very faithful. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they said they're going to like change some things or add some stuff. I know people are yeah. speculating, like there, there's a whole area of that game that got cut, um, where you go to this like snow, uh, like area that was like home to like the giants. And, um, there's actually a good Vati video, uh, video where he like talked about that. And I was like, Oh, right. I forgot about that. Um, mm-hmm. so some people were like speculating, like what if they put that back in the game? I don't necessarily want to get my hopes up too much that they're going to do something as dramatic as that, but I'm really curious if they're actually going to like take the opportunity to add or change anything because mm. yeah, there are some. They didn't I mean, for yeah. Shadow because there was a there was a lot of um, when we interviewed them for audio logs last year. There's a lot of stuff in Shadow. You know, um, Oedasan originally had ideas for, I think it was 24 colossi instead of the... it was like 48 the... at one point. Yeah. And they, they They left some stuff in the game and there's like the garden at the top that you can get to mm-hmm. if you platform up in a very specific way, even though there's nothing there. And like, there's all these rumors about the 17th Colossus and, you know, they didn't put any of that in. The only thing they put in was like that new collectible with the sword, a new, right? W- and and yeah, and then the sword, which was a reference to one of their community members, like Nomad, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, in terms of like changing things, obviously they changed the control scheme to modernize it. I wonder how, like you said, I just wonder how much they would. I wonder what From's involvement was, from the sounds of it. Um, right. The original Shadow team wasn't that involved in the remake aside from handing over things um i wonder if from has any oversight and i wonder if they are going to put cut stuff back in yeah i mean really cool that would be awesome and and two like unlike shadow of the colossus there have been multiple souls games after demon souls that Mm -hmm. have refined and added and changed and and done all this stuff so like i imagine it couldn't just be like, they'd have to do something with the gameplay. They couldn't just leave it as is, otherwise it would still probably feel dated. Like, an um, easy example is, like, the roll in that game is much more limited in terms of, like, how many directions you can roll in compared to later games. So they could add, like, you know, they could make the roll more dynamic. Like, mm-hmm. that's, like, a really yeah. small thing that, like, you would hope they would add just m- to make it, like, feel more modern. But There was a really cool thing from when we were talking with them that um so the blue point engine is cool and it, like it basically runs their version of the game and the original version of the game at the same time and there was a really cool thing that they were saying that like some of the coding in the original version of shadow was so cool that they just like kept it so i think the on wonders um poncho he has these little fringe things around his belt and that's the original coding from ps2 shadow that they used in the ps4 version Dang, i saw really i saw vati speculating because because they i guess at one point there was a description i forget if it was like in the the trailer like the youtube trailer description like they took it out but it said like it mentioned a thing called fractured mode which is not a thing from the original game at all mm. and the fact that they took it out i don't know if that means like that's 
they didn't want to talk about it or if like that's not correct like who knows like i, I don't want to like you know say that's definitely a thing but he was kind of speculating like well, what could that even be and one of the things he was saying like was what if they let you actually switch between like the og art style like in the new one Ooh. like in in the vein of um the halo yeah. yeah because you know some people have been kind of complaining about how like the new art style loses some of the atmosphere um and i can certainly understand some of those arguments um it was certain areas so that would be cool i don't know if they would actually do that that sounds like a lot of work and i don't know mm -hmm. if their engine is capable of going that far with it but that'd be neat well, anyway, the next thing we have here is Pokemon Snap, which was announced today. New Pokemon Snap, right? Did do you guys play Pokemon Snap at all? The original? I did. I'm wearing a goddamn Pikachu shirt and I never played it. <laughs> did, did, you didn't have an N64. I didn't have an N64. The real question is, did you guys have a blockbuster that had that kiosk you could go and print out your Pokemon Snap uh, stuff to? I don't think so. I have no um, recollection. Mine definitely didn't. Oh, yeah. so like you could go to the Blockbuster and they had like a machine and you could like bring your, your, your memory card and it would what? like print out your photos for you. What? Yeah. Really oh, cool. no way. Man, yeah. That's what I get for going to Hollywood video. <laughs> and because I, I never owned an N64. Um, I, I played the game at my friend's house, but I remember like going to the Blockbuster and seeing it and being like, oh my God, I wish I had this game because I would totally do that. So I never actually got to print them out myself, unfortunately. But I did see that machine, and I was like, man, I wish I could do that. That's awesome. I I think I only, speaking of Blockbuster and stuff, I, I don't think I ever owned Pokemon Snap. I think I must have rented it. Um, I, we rented most of our games back then. Mm. Back back in the back day. Back then. We had to walk 13 miles to the Blockbuster in the video. Snow. <laughs> Hollywood video, actually. The Hollywood video, in my case, which was actually extremely close to my house. It would have taken about two minutes for me to go there. Um, um, yeah, so I, I, my memory of it is not very strong. I don't have the same attachment to it that a lot of people do. I, I played a lot of Pokemon spinoff games on the GameCube. That's where, like... There were some some real interesting ones like Pokemon Channel, but um, I I didn't do too many. I, I had Pokemon Stadium and stuff, but Pokemon Snap I I don't think we owned or if we did I don't remember it. But um, it the it is actually called New Pokemon Snap, mm -hmm. and um, it looks really good. I'm excited. So is it a brand new yeah. game or is it just it a, is a new? It is a new game and it is inspired by the N64 classic. Ooh. Okay. According to the Pokemon company. Interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of with you, Callie, in that like, I remember playing it as a kid, but I don't think I ever owned it. So I didn't really have much of an attachment to it. I do remember from my Nintendo 64 getting Hey You Pikachu. Oh, which yeah. Which was kind of a mess. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, yeah. But... Because, like, you were supposed to talk to Pikachu, but I, nothing worked. It was, I, I don't know, it was just a little kid screaming into a headset and nothing actually Hi, happened. Just, Pikachu. like, online games today, you know? I'm Jake! <laughs> I, I think the coolest thing about Pokemon Snap is how it encouraged that sort of, like, rumor, uh, a lot of, like, the rumor, like, playground rumor stuff, where, because it would be very much oh, like, yeah. like, no, you got to throw your your apple like right into that you know like volcano and then it like explodes and like that's where like you know magmar comes out of and like like it had that kind of like oh i gotta go home and try this like to, mm. to see if i can find that so like i'm really excited to like play the game and like see what kind of like weird inventive like secrets they have 
like how you can find saw, weird examples of Pokemon. I saw someone posted a GIF. I don't know if it's real, but it was from. It looked like it was from Pokemon Snap of like going next to a volcano, and I think there was like a Charmeleon, like walking around next to it, and someone threw an apple at him, and he fell into the volcano. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, if this is real, this is hilarious. Uh, I should look into that. But I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, I'm excited just to see what a Pokemon Snap game is going to look like in 2020. Mm. Like that mm. alone has me interested. I I definitely wasn't one of those people asking for Pokemon Snap during every Pokemon event, um, like many people usually do. So I'm very excited that those people finally get a sequel to Pokemon Snap or a new Pokemon Snap mm-hmm. called New Pokemon Snap. Uh, Say New Pokemon Snap one more time. I dare you. Yeah. <laughs> new Pokemon Snap. Thank you. Uh, anyway, um, Jake, that yeah. thing that that was totally legit. You you do you have to like was, yeah you, you can you, push him in. you have to push him in and then he evolves into uh, uh, Charmeleon and then you push him in again and he evolves into Charizard. Man, that poor Charmander. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I there is going to be another announcement next week, which is interesting. I don't know why they saved it. I'm like it like I am one of the people that asks for Johto remakes every announcement so i'm like when are we getting a johto remake even though we've already had a johto remake and gen 4 hasn't had a remake but gen 4 is the worst gen so nobody cares i forget who it was but there was somebody on twitter who a lot of people care just not me who is saying that like i I guess all the pokemon plushies behind i forget who they're all they're all johto and everyone's like those are all johto pokemon so the thing (laughs) about that is there was a very recent a relatively recent line of johto plushies so last year the pokemon company had like this whole um gen one plushie line where they had a plush for every single uh, pokemon from the original 151 and they're doing that again with gen two so it it could just be related to that but there was like a let's go eevee box and it was an eevee an espeon and an umbreon so I'm I'm gonna go full conspiracy theorist. I'm like, yeah, I, yes. And they definitely filmed whatever happened next week on the same day, like for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I. There's a lot of Johto Pokemon. Like it's not even just that one line. There's like a line of it's a lot of legendaries. You see like the legendary dogs and stuff. Um, but there's also um, in the top right or the top left corner, there's a bunch of Johto Pokemon. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to join this chorus of people that are like, it's a hint. Do you think if they made a Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee 2 that took place in Johto, do you think you'd be able to go back to Kanto? Or do you think they'd cut that? Because that's a question that I was, I mean, we're so far out here now. But like, no, that's I something think that's that I was iconic to Johto. Like, I think you have to have that. That's what makes I Gen agree. 2 so special. I do too. I mean, I agree. It's my favorite. My favorite part of that game originally was finding out that I could go back to Kanto and do all that kind of stuff. But I wonder if like maybe the because Pokemon Let's Go had like a slightly different story and like some of the gameplay was a little bit different. And I'm mm-hmm. curious if maybe the, they'll do that. The, and the that concerns me. The further we get from Let's Go, the less I think that it would be a Let's Go style remake, just because I think that while Let's Go was pretty successful, I think it was very much intended for the Pokemon Go audience to kind of jump on the Pokemon game train for Switch, being Mm -hmm. the first Pokemon RPG on Switch. So that's why I don't think it would necessarily be in the Let's Go style. 
I mean, I'm I'm like one of those people. I want the the one Tamriel of Pokemon. I want to be yes. able to go to every region. I like, I am I am too too invested in that sort of thing. But um, if I had if like I'm calling it now, if this is my prediction, I would say it's not a Let's Go style. It is its own kind of re like if it is a Johto remake, it would be its own kind of Johto remake. Um, specifically utilizing what the Switch can do, um, Johto being such a popular generation, um, that would be my my biggest wish. That's my biggest wish, too. Yeah. Do you ever, like, so, that's what think I want about, like, how they could connect them all, where it's like, okay, well, you could take the train from, you know, like, this region to this region, and then you could take, like, the boat over there to that. Like, I, I also think about that a lot, about how well, you could connect all those uh, maps I thought together. About it, I thought about it with with freaking sword and shield because there's a train line yes and it's in britain and there's game i'm messing up my hair i'm so agitated and there's <laughs> there's games set in france yeah you know like, where's the channel <laughs> <laughs> it's right channel. there we could just go over there i want to take the channel the poke channel <laughs> you mean the channel tunnel what oh ignore me sorry i'm, I'm spacing out i've had a weird day <laughs> Like, I mean, when you like said that's what, when you said channel, I was like, "Do you mean the channel tunnel? Is that a thing that people call it?" And I just never knew that because I'm thinking it, of the actual channel tunnel in the UK to France. Uh, Ignore me. That wait, I thought it, is it not called the channel? <laughs> the tunnel that connects the UK to France? Yeah, I have I thought, never I thought heard that. For literally <laughs> over ten years, that it was called the channel. I've <laughs> like, never ever heard anyone say. <laughs> Well, we got a name for this episode. <laughs> I thought Secret Channel. Secret Channel. <laughs> Dude, that's not what it's called. So, I, like... I've thought since high school that it was called that. I've honestly never heard anyone ever say that. I think... <laughs> It, I think I was being bullied, dude. You've been tricked. <laughs> You've fully been tricked. I think I was being lied to and bullied. Is this like when we told Mike Mahadi that... Um, the the channel tunnel. Also called... Occasionally the, referred to as the channel. Yeah. Eurostar.com <laughs> refers to it as the channel. Is this just <laughs> for Americans? I'm, I think I'm putting this... Americans are too stupid to remember two words, Lucy. <laughs> or maybe or maybe Lucy has just she's no longer British anymore. That's true. Maybe I'm just no the, longer channel.org.uk. So That's the website. Channel? I'm Oh, I'm so relieved. <laughs> I have I've genuinely never heard anyone say channel. Maybe it's one of those things where like most like, locals don't actually say that. Yeah, we like don't how, call it in San yeah. Fran. Yeah, we don't yeah. call it San Fran or Frisco yeah, yeah. or anything like we that. We would say you get the Eurostar or you'd go through the Channel Tunnel so to go to Paris. But, like, Channel Tunnel is is more like you drive or you, like, you get on and then you're taken through and then Eurostar is the actual train. See, in America, we also don't have trains like that. That's true. So we Where's don't our know channel? anything about anything. <laughs> Where's our channel? 
Where's our anyway, freaking train? Anyway, let's move on. Let's keep going here. We got some listener questions. If you've got any questions for us, you can email us at afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com or you can join our Discord server. To do that, just message any one of us on Twitter or email us and we will get you right in there as soon as possible. First questions from Adam on Discord. Uh, Lucy, do you want to take this first one? I was listening to the Jet Set Radio Future soundtrack this morning and it made me wonder if a new game in an all but abandoned franchise was announced, what franchise would that need to be for you to buy day one without a second thought? Hmm. Splinter Cell. I just wanted to say Splinter Cell yeah. on this podcast, that's why I included this. <laughs> um, Is that all but abandoned, though? They, they, you know, they put Sam Fisher in Ghost Recon. <laughs> reimagined it. It's abandoned. Yeah. If my man's shown up in Ghost Recon, <laughs> they've abandoned it. Um, I feel like this is an easy one, but anything from Konami, like, you know, Castlevania. Uh, yeah. I, I'd get... I, I guess it depends, though. I don't know. Maybe... I don't know if it'd be an instant buy, though, because I don't know if I would trust Konami. Um... I don't know, because it's kind of happening for my one. I would love a new Bioshock. They have said that they're making one. Um, what's it's what's a dead franchise? I mean, that, like, originally my go-to would be Psychonauts Two mm-hmm. and a new Beyond Good and Evil, and and they announced the Psychonauts mm-hmm. Two a couple years ago, which I'm very excited for, and they announced Beyond Good and Evil Two. Yes. Uh, Night Seal Republic. That's all I have to say. About that's that. what I'll say. That's my answer. Is Night Seal Republic. Uh, that's a good one. If they oh, made, a, if they made a new Night Seal Republic. Yes. Instantly. That's 100% my answer. Does Mass Effect count? Is that abandoned? I was thinking that <laughs> it's too. It's only been four years. I think... What's what's limitations on a franchise being abandoned? Like, ten years? That's an age in game time. I would... So. Yeah, I would Probably say like so. a generation. Like yeah. A console yeah. generation. Yeah. There hasn't been a whole new game in a, in, a, in a generation. Well, then Splinter Cell works for this thing. It does. Because the last one was on 360... Oh, yeah, Didn't wow. Get one. So, does KOTOR count then because we have the old Republic? Hmm. I would still I say it counts because old Republic, they don't they haven't supported. I mean, I think it's still up, but they haven't like added yeah. content to it for in a while. while. I, like, yeah. I just like MMOs intimidate me so much that I yeah, I just MMOs. couldn't. I was like I, I and it's just I, it's not I the same. Tell. I play I tried playing it and it's like mm. it's not yeah. it's not the same thing. Okay, so Kotor counts is what we was saying. Right. I, I have a sh- I have another shitty answer. Elder Scrolls 6. <laughs> That's I mean, they are working on it. Yeah. They're working uh, it's on been, it. It's been almost a decade though. <laughs> Every time they port Skyrim it just years. resets that clock. I know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm just fortunate enough that a lot of the franchises I care about have continued. I mean, I guess, like, I played a lot of Tycoon games, and they have kind of died off, but there's, like, Planet Coaster and Planet Zoo to kind of, like, Mm -hmm. replace them. Um, Or, like, you know, I would love for there to be a good Sim City. (laughs) We have City Skylines. I was going to say City Skylines. Um, yeah, that last, so that last Sim City. That's another shitty Oof. answer, but that last Sim City was rough. <sighs> yeah, I remember getting that day one and being Same. very, very sad about that it. Was, oh. Well, anyway, 
right. I guess we'll move on. Kelly, do you want to read the next one? Sure. I love the way this is introed. Shalom, After Dark and Solitude crew. As a 36-year-old gamer dad, I thought the coronavirus quarantine is the best time to start playing video games with my three-and-a-half-year-old son. So I've handed him a PS4 controller, not the 500 million edition, of course, that's mine, and launched LEGO Marvel Super Heroes. Beside the tantrum sessions, when I tell him we need to close the game, we're having a great time together. I know some of you boys and girls grew up to gamer parents, and I wanted to know what it's like. Any pros, cons, sad, happy moments, and stories you'd like to share? Keep up the great work and stay safe. That's from Liran or Liran? Liran from Israel. P.S. The chemistry between you is something to envy at. Thank you so much you. for the letter. Yeah, thank you for writing in. Uh, I played games with my dad. Um, he had he bought a new PC to play a very specific edition of Worms when it came out. We would play Tomb Raider, Quake, but my... Like, actually, he was very... Like, he would play 007 Nightfire with me and... We'd play Gran Turismo and stuff together, but at the same time, we'd have a great we'd have a great time. But I do have a flashbulb memory of him making me cry because we were playing a Golf ninety five, and I was so shit at it. I did not. I couldn't get the timing down to hit the swing, and he made me cry. So, <laughs> the pros and cons of a gamer parent there. <laughs> I was going to say, like, my parents pretty much had no interest in video games until my dad found out that they made video games based on World War II. Uh. Uh, and then Medal of Honor became, like, a very big thing for a while. Like, I remember, like, one day he went and bought all of the Medal of Honor, Medal of Honor games he could get on Xbox. And then I remember the, the main reason I sold him on the 360 was I was like, Call of Duty 2, day one, you should take a look at this. And we played a bunch of like split screen and stuff with other friends, and like that, I'd say like playing World War Two games was like what did the trick. But before that, my parents were like, "This is gonna rot your brain. We've got no interest <laughs> in any of this. We'll 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 get them for you, so you can I don't know talk about them with your friends on the playground or whatever." But other than that, they were not interested. Um, both of my parents. Uh played video games my mom would talk about playing like arcade games at the bowling alley growing up and stuff um and my mom my mom and dad have very different gaming tastes i would say so like my dad is really just into shooters like that's his number one thing um he's been playing shooters as long as i can remember our call of duty correspondent our call of duty correspondent rick um and he uh, you know, showed me like Doom and Quake. I remember he had this mod for Quake um, that put Simpsons characters into the game um, on our old, like our gateway desktop in the computer room. Oh, yeah. Remember those? Yes. We used to call that the computer room, too. Yeah. It was technically, I think, his office. But <laughs> See, in the UK, um, we'd call it a study. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's yeah. kind of the yeah, yeah. same Study. kind of room. Um, my mom was really into Galaga, which is where mm-hmm. I get my love of that game from. Um, she bought herself a Game Boy Advance SP to specifically Ooh. play Namco Arcade Museum. And then she borrowed my brother's DS to play Brain Age just because of the Sudoku. Um but my mom also was really into platformers. So we played Banjo-Kazooie together. Um, 
but my mom has never been into the violent stuff really mm. and one of my favorite like it was it sucked at the time but one of my favorite memories is my dad got gta 3 and <laughs> me and my brother who's four years younger than me so he was really young at the time um we were all playing the ps2 was in my parents room and i had the gamecube in my room so we were all in my parents room playing and my mom found out uh, that there were prostitutes in the game and stuff. So she took away GTA 3, <gasps> not just from me and my brother, but also from my dad. <laughs> and um, I found that copy of GTA 3 uh, when my parents were moving, and that was just like, oh, yeah, this was the <laughs> Troublemaker game. Let's go. <laughs> Um, my parents never really were into games, but my dad was always really into, like, having, like, the coolest new hardware. So he would always be really into, like, buying, like, the newest computer with, like, the best graphics card. And so he would always be, like, interested in games from a technical standpoint. So he'd be like, oh, I heard this game has, like, the best graphics and, like, you should get it and play it. And he would, like, come over. So I'd be like, hey, dad, come check this new game out I got. Like, look how good it looks. And he would always, like be excited to just like see how visually good games would look which is kind of interesting um like he bought a playstation 3 just for the blu-ray player <laughs> like i came home <laughs> that's what my dad did i came home one day because like i never owned a console as a kid it was like pc and, and i owned a game boy and then like finally around like 2006 i like bought my own xbox 360 and then like i was like yep this will be my one console and then like yeah, well, it must have been, like, a couple months later or whatever when the PS3 came out. Like, I just came home one day, and my dad just had a PS3 there. And he's like, I bought a PS3. I wanted the Blu-ray player, but here you go. You can play some games now. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Uh, but one memory I do have of playing games is my mom is, like, the huge Star Wars fan. It's, like, her favorite thing of all time. So I... I played Which, like she named you after Jean-Luc Picard, so that's a little confusing. Well, she also loves um, Star Trek <laughs> as well, uh, and I, I also think there aren't any good, uh, good like, you know. Yeah, Han Saipki. Yeah, <laughs> Luke, Luke Saipki. Oh, right, true. Luke. Luke. <laughs> maybe maybe that was like secretly her her like way of like doubling up or something. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of like. Han Luke Saipke. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, I, I ended up playing Night Seal the Republic with her. It's like a, like years later after it came out, I was just like, hey, mom, do you want to like play this game? Because like, you know, I think it's like it's such a good Star Wars story. Um, and she was like, yeah, I want to try it. So like um, I actually had her play it and I like walked her through how to play it. And like, that's a really, mm. really fond memory I have. Did she love it? She did. She really, really liked it. Yeah. Aww. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Very wholesome. Um, all oh, right. Wait, I have a really quick okay, one. Okay, go ahead. I told my mom likes platformers and puzzle games. I told my mom about Candy Crush, right? She ended up spending some money on Candy Crush. <gasps> oh, and my, no. I was in college. <laughs> my dad called me and was like, what the fuck have you done? <laughs> and... Uh, my mom's counterpoint to that was you buy a new Call of Duty every year. That's $60. Why can't I spend money on Candy Crush? And he was like, fair point. 
And then it never came up again. Wow. <laughs> Got him, though. <laughs> she really did. Got him. <laughs> Got him. All right. Last question comes from Triceratops from the Discord. This is kind of similar to what we answered before, but is there a game you would love to wish into existence? It can be anything at all, like a canceled game, a remake of a game, or even a game of your own imagination. I would like to wish a new Final Fantasy main series game, but it returns to the NES roots, both combat and graphically. Um, so I, I guess the only caveat would be don't pick a dead franchise or something like that, since we already kind of answered that. Like, I can't say Splinter Cell as much as I want to say Splinter Cell. I know mine already. All right, go for it. Um, I want a GTA-style game, but you play as the sex worker. Ooh. That's what I want. I, I want think that we've so... talked about this pitch before. Oh, you have. I've, I've heard this pitch. I'd play that. That's. I'm going to keep I repeating it until it happens. <laughs> it's what I want. I also want my Hideo Kojima dating sim, where you play as Hideo Kojima, and you pick from a suite of boys... Where's that? Um, I know they're all it. real people, which is why that doesn't work. But, but still, still. Uh, Hideo Kojima's best friend simulator. I exactly. Think, too. Exactly. Um, my game actually was Silent Hills, so. Mm. That's, Good but I feel like that's an easy one, just because <laughs> PT was. But it's when we have to talk about. It, <gasps> right? Yeah. Uh, my game is in so in Yakuza Five. There's a whole arc of that game where you play as a character who is a upcoming idol and the whole so instead of like combat everything in the game is like rhythm mini games and it's like you have like street battles where you like dance offs and you have like mini games where you're doing like signings and stuff like that so i would want a that expanded to a full game where you play as hatsune miku and you're like wandering yeah. around like a virtual like you're like virtual hatsune miku who like somehow has the ability to walk around and you have to like live the life of Hatsune Miku and, and do concerts and uh, signings and I don't know, something happens and maybe maybe you end up fighting people, I don't know. That would kill Michael. That would yeah. absolutely I know. Yeah. I That is say. Michael's game. Yeah. <laughs> I, speaking of Yakuza though, I also just want to put it out there that I would love a standalone cabaret club game. Oh yeah, like a mobile game? Yeah, just Like a mobile just game where I manage the cabaret yes, club. Absolutely. I would, yeah. I'd pay real money for that. Yeah. Man, I don't know. I'm thinking, but I can't think of anything. Well, <laughs> what about that uh, that you... Halo game you you came up with in your dream? Oh, that's oh yeah, true. that's true. My uh, my Halo Breath of the Wild fusion <laughs> sort of style game, which I think would be pretty cool, and in VR. But it didn't have to be in VR. That's that's the game I want. <laughs> also. Jake, I feel like you don't have an answer because Neil Druckmann made a game based on your brain. <laughs> That's true. And I was about to say why, but I Me can't. Me too. So. <laughs> I had to stop myself, but um, you'll find out if you listen to the spoiler cast. If you listen to the spoiler cast. And when you guys play it, I'm sure you'll be like, oh. Yeah, I'll, I'll drop a okay. note in yeah, when, I, yeah. when I experience it. I'm going to be playing this weekend. But like, yeah, as I was playing that game, I remember texting Callie and I was like, I think Neil Druckmann is inside of my head somehow because he made two creative decisions that I would have definitely made. I probably wouldn't have done it nearly as well as he did, but I was like, yeah, if I made a game, I would definitely have both of these things in it, and they're very specific. <laughs> like, mm. probably, I doubt there are many people who play this game who would, like, probably be like, oh, yeah, those two things 
are what I want in a game. I'm gonna me. I'm gonna message you because I think I know what one it is. I think I saw Greg playing this moment. I will message you and see if okay. I got it right. Alright. Um, I think that's it though. That's it for yeah. episode 46. Mm-hmm. Thank you all so much for tuning in to GameSpot After Dark each and every week. We're gonna keep going. We're gonna rotate the cast a little bit. Um, see how that goes. We've got some more guests planned too. I think next week we're gonna try to have Jeff Bacalar on, which should Ooh. be fun. Uh, I haven't talked to him yet, but apparently Tamor has, so if he doesn't show up next week... Uh, then it's on Tam. It, 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 it's <laughs> a different week. Goof. <laughs> it's, it's a Tam goof. Um, but anyway, Lucy, what are you working on and where can people find you? Uh, I've been doing a bunch of play for all streams, been working on that with Tam and Chastity, booking six weeks worth of guests. Um, next week, one to look out for Thursday, unannounced, but it's going to be very big. We'll be promoting that for Monday. Um, and we have the last podcast on the left guys, which I'm very excited about. We have, we were streaming Dark Souls with Marcus Parks the other day. So much fun. So Henry's going to be joining with Marcus and we're going to do some, like, uh, what's the game? Um, it's like an FMV game and you have to guess if people are lying and solve a crime. So very excited to put that to the test. I think it's called like confusion or oh, conundrum. Contra- uh, contra- Contradiction. Contradiction. Uh, contraception. Contraception. <laughs> contraception. The game. Um, so <laughs> we're playing that with them next week. Uh, please tune in. Is very good. Donate uh, for Black Lives Matter as well as Direct Relief. And I'm on Twitter at Lucy James Games. Callie, how about you? I'm going to be on one of the Play for All charity streams on, well, today, Friday. Yeah. Um, if you are listening right when this episode goes up, it'll be a little bit later, so check that out. Um, and then I, um, like I said, I'm working on the Isle of Armor review, and then I've also put up the um, review for The Last of Us Part Two that contains spoilers. Um, I would not suggest even clicking on it if you don't want to be spoiled, because I mentioned a spoilery thing very, very close to the top of the page after the spoiler warning. So just to be extra careful, the thumbnail isn't going to have any spoilers or anything, so don't worry about that. Um, and there, Jake cut the spoiler-free video review, which you can watch, and then um, Evan handled the spoilery video review. Totally unprecedented thing that we're trying for this, just because this game kind of warrants it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's juggling a lot. <laughs> And Jean-Luc, what about you? Uh, not too much. I'm mostly just doing behind-the-scenes stuff for Play For All, both uh, recording interviews and helping out um, Tay on the tech side. I think I'm going to try and take some weight off his shoulders, uh, hopefully soon. I think that that man is getting very, very exhausted. Um, he, he's been putting in so much work. So huge shout-out to, to Tay. He doesn't get mm-hmm. enough, enough love for how much he does behind-the-scenes on the tech side of that. Um, but otherwise, I'm sure in the coming weeks I'll be working on some stuff cool and then um for me uh we are i'm doing last of us stuff there's going to be a couple last of us videos that'll go up on embargo and throughout the next couple days including the spoiler chat so there'll be plenty of last of us 2 stuff going up on site that you want to check out and then the other thing john luke you're actually part of this too um is i think i can talk about this is we're going to have the uh creative I guess lead on Skyblivian, mm-hmm. that big Skyrim oh, yeah, mod. He's yeah. going to be on for a stream with us, and we're going to check that out, which is super exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't know, it's basically 
a team trying to recreate Oblivion in Skyrim's engine. And what they've done so far is super impressive. So I think that'll be fun. Make sure to check yeah. that out if you can. That's Tuesday, um, 9 a.m. PT, right? Yep. yep. Tuesday, 9 a.m. If all things go <laughs> as planned, we're going to do a technical test this weekend or early next week. And we'll see. But anyway, that's it. Thank you all so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.